0: Water, my what is the secret to success? The first rule is trust yourself. This is what got you there. If you're seeking to learn what makes brilliant people brilliant, this podcast is for you. Success researchers Tishar and I look into the tools and tactics of highly successful people. Find yourself a mentor as we discuss cognitive abilities, health and fitness, and talk about the pursuit of happiness. Tune in for more. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of What Got You There? This is Vikram Hiravat, and in today's episode we shall be talking to Joachana John, the founder of a fitness coach center based out of Chennai, the unit. So Jyotsna is a NSCA certified strength and conditioning specialist, a NSCA certified personal trainer, a kinetic chain assessment specialist, an Olympic weightlifting instructor, a cross-level instructor and she's also certified in advanced in sports nutrition by the human kinetics. That's quite an achievement. So in today's episode, we shall be talking about the power of simplicity and how it can help us to stop procrastinating. We shall be talking about the importance of strength training and especially why it is important for women to strength train, a simple habit that Snuff follows for her weekly meal prep, nutrition, health and other fitness advice. I hope you like the show.
1: How important is strength training?
2: Strength training is essential. It's not something that you choose to do. I think it's something everybody should do to what degree depends on the person you're standing in front of. So if you have a lot of injuries, then you're strengthening so that you can manage the injuries better or maybe even get out of pain, depending on the injury. If you are a, an athlete, the strengthening is to improve performance. If your goal is just to you know lift your children without pain, then strengthening is far more basic. To what degree of intensity you take strengthening depends on the person in front of you. So change is, I wouldn't say, everybody has to do something every week. But everybody should strengthen.
1: See, a lot of people, uh, especially women, have this uh, myth where if they do strength training, they become bulky. But a uh, high level of uh, what's the hormone? Testosterone. Uh, yeah, Look, no, yeah, but in women, I astrogen, mean, estrogen. Yeah, it doesn't help them develop that kind of body or get that body very quickly or easily. So they don't they don't do strength training, but they also don't realize what they don't realize is women get a disease called osteoporosis. Yeah. By the time they're forty, which affects yeah. their bone weight, and strength training can actually help them reduce that. Yeah. So it's this common myth is there there anything else that you would like to add on this Uh,
2: yeah if I if I had like I don't know 10 rupees for every woman that said will I get too bulky I wouldn't even need to work anymore (laughs) but it's important possible it's hard if not impossible for women to get bulky because men have testosterone women don't Yeah, and estrogen not just makes it difficult estrogen actually actively prevents women from getting too much muscle and it actively encourages women to you know, hold on to some fat in the rare event that you have a child and you need it right. so it's very very hard for women to get bulky we're going to get stronger but bulky is or muscular is something that maybe 1% of genet- genetically gifted women athletes can achieve. The rest of us are probably never going to get there. With years and years of training, we might get a little leaner and the muscle might make you look more toned, but we almost never can get bulky. If after five years of training, you think you're getting bulky, we'll think about it then. I mean, it's very easy for women to lose muscle. If you get there and you think you're yeah. getting bulky, I've never yeah. had a woman say that to me, we can just like get rid of it in no time.
1: But do you think a genetic, or is there a genetic limitation as well for yeah. every person? And is it, 30%. and does, the normal average human reach that genetic limitation?
2: Yes, you will reach it. So, um, for example, a lot of uh, uniters, people who come over there, come to the unit, go compete in powerlifting events. And you'll find that because we train naturally and at the unit, we absolutely don't even bring up the conversation of steroids and usage of, of supplements like that or illegal supplements. You'll find that every year that we go for a powerlifting tournament, our weights will increase by... 3-5% 3-5% to 5% of what it was last year. People close to the genetic ceiling, it will go up by a couple of kilos and every kilo is a win. And this is a, a competition where to lift the maximum weight. Whereas if you look at people who are injecting steroids in themselves, they'll, they'll come with like a 20-30, sometimes even 50% increase in strength every year. So a genetic, c- genetic ceiling exists and you will hit it at some point. And once you hit it, and it might be years from when you start your training, once you hit it, you'll have to train very intelligently to get any result or you'll get injured. A lot
1: of people uh, actually take this as an excuse. Uh, personally, they, they don't work out or, don't, or, or, they, or let's just say, from going to A to B, you need to work hard, right? Yeah. But some people blame that on genes. Genes um, do matter, like you said. They matter, <laughs> yeah. but
2: yes, you may not be able to complete the 100 meter race faster than Usain Bolt. That doesn't mean you can't run and you should run. you're not going to compete at the Olympics and that's genetics but you can compete and you can you know you can do well for yourself without having to worry about whether you win that's that's not something anybody should think of but how do
1: you think one could find what they're good at like when they're born with what kind of genetics they have what are they good at
2: so there is there are courses on anthropometry where and I attended one level of it It's quite fascinating if if you can be bothered to go through all three levels of it where they will check limb length, the amount of muscle you have, the girth of your forearms, your knees and then they'll tell you which sport you're most likely to be good at. Canada has a system like that and Canada has an athlete screening, screening program where they actually do go through and actually select athletes that are most likely to be good long distance runners or most likely to be good sprinters. And if you can be bothered, you can do that. But I'd say a far simpler approach is, you know, go out there and try things. Try running. If you hate it, don't do it. Try strength training. If you hate it, don't do it. Or dance or something, but get active. There's, you can go through a screening program or you can just find it. Yeah, something <laughs> about
1: movers which uh, excites me is that like the, the power of longevity is that we should be trying different things all the time. Yeah. Is that important?
2: Um... It depends on what. I mean, if you're, a, if you're an athlete or a sports person, no, you, you want to be specifically good at one thing so that you can excel at it. But if you're in the general population, I'd say uh, hold on to a base foundation of strength. That'll, that'll keep you in good stead no matter what you choose. Whether you decide dancing, gymnastics, martial arts, you are going to be better at it if you're strong. And always keep that foundation going, so maybe build it for a little while, like three to four times a week and then drop down to once or twice a week and hold on to that foundation. And then try other things every once in a while, keep yourself active. And if you like something, stick with it, see where it goes.
1: So coming to foundation, uh, so I was into training as well for quite a long time but then I had certain uh, stomach problems because of changing my diet, so I stopped training. And now for me to get back to the gym, it's very difficult. So. How do you get that motivation back to go to the gym every day in the morning? Also, I know that you don't believe in motivation. And in <laughs> no, so
2: I I know what you mean in that after this injury, I got quite demotivated because um, a big part of who I am is my identity is at least 75% in how what kind of exercise I do. I, if uh, my hobbies are based around physical activities, I like rock climbing, I like trekking. And since the accident, I haven't been able to do it. So I did go through a really bad phase, where I just didn't feel like facing the day. I didn't feel like going to the gym. And the um, injections and the hormone treatment they gave me for the knee also made me cranky and unable to go to the gym. So there was a period of time where I didn't go. But now that I'm getting back into it, um, motivation, willpower, those are overrated. Those things are fickle. You'll suddenly feel motivated maybe on a Monday or on a 1st and then it'll die down on 3rd. And if you're going to wait around for motivation... Hang around and watch Instagram posts to get motivated. You're wasting time doing nothing. Instead, invest that time on building a, mo- a momentum instead. Like, get yourself to the gym even if you don't like it. After a while, it becomes a habit. and You don't have to think about it. And then when you stop having to think about it, you can focus on, on what you're doing and enjoy that instead. But that's momentum that you have to build up. It doesn't come naturally. No matter how much you love it, it doesn't come naturally.
1: That's, that's where the hard work lies. So you don't to keep it yeah, yeah. So, so back to this process you start off with something really basic or do you start planning something really intense like going back to the old habits of, uh of or going to the gym again you just can't start planning the old intense workouts right so you start planning something really simple something as simple as going for a walk does it does, does that work
2: i'm not a fan of walking i mean walking is great Go oh, mm-hmm. go right ahead yeah but it doesn't really do anything
1: to oh, someone who wants to start working out what do they do? yeah
2: so if you If you're starting with the absolute basics, anything, just settle on getting any movement done. So I would always say, so I don't know if you've heard of Dan John, he's uh, one of those great strength strength coaches that everybody thinks is amazing. He's written books and um, in all his books he says the same thing. When you're dealing with a complicated life situation, an injury, um, trying to get back into the gym, don't respond with a complicated solution. Because okay. all you're doing is further complicating your life. Okay. Instead, simplify, 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 till it's a no-brainer to get this something done. Okay. So if all you can promise is 15 minutes of walking, start there. Like I said, momentum is easier to build and keep up once it's come along. Motivation, that's a bo- lot more fickle. If you're waiting for motivation, that won't happen. You'll have to just build momentum, and building it takes a lot of effort, but once it's built, it kind of keeps itself going.
1: Okay. So coming to nutrition, what do you think about... A lot of vegetarians have an excuse that they don't know, they do not have enough protein sources, so, so how do you how do you tackle that? Uh,
2: it's true and not true. So, if you're planning to be a top-level athlete and you're a vegetarian, you will have to find a way to supplement your protein, either with whey or rice protein. There's a hundred different options right now. But um, again, like I said, just because you can't beat Hussein Bolt at a sprint doesn't mean you can't run. I'd say the same for vegetarians. Just because you're not going to get some bodybuilding type physique that's best for stage doesn't mean you can't build muscle. It just means it'll be a slower and more painstaking process. But like I tell some people, I mean you're going to get old in this body anyway. What are you doing with it? I mean, why are you wasting (laughs) time? Yeah, Yeah, do something. What does it matter how much muscle you build? You sit around, you build nothing. Maybe you'll build one gram, maybe you'll build two grams. It's still better than sitting on the couch. Whatever it takes, you you get it done. (laughs)
1: Also, I came across a habit of yours where you prep your food on Sundays.
2: Uh, yeah, that's just the way it works for me. So, um, like I said, if you wait on a motivation, it doesn't happen. And uh, if you have a tiring day and you don't have a plan for attacking it, or at least solving it, you're going to get yeah, into trouble. It's so, this one happens habit again
1: that where you prep your food and you store it. You, do, you don't spend more than two hours on your cooking, right? No, I don't.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what works for me. Like I said, simplify, simplify, simplify. Yeah. So, I don't... Um, I don't sit around thinking of how can I make a salad. That's another thing. Uh, a lot of people who probably ate pizza on Sunday night will think tomorrow it has to be gluten-free. It has to be the best cheese. You don't have to make such large steps. I mean, yeah, it's great if, you, if you're if you at a point where you're competing in a week's time and you don't know what it is that's causing you that last holdback. You know, something's yeah. holding you back. you don't know what it is. Yeah. At that point, you can start to fine-tune things. Okay. When you start, you just... Keep up a habit, like you don't want to eat out, you don't want to eat all the junk in the world But you know that by Thursday you're going to be tired and you can't be bothered to cook on that day So on Sunday you make yourself at least 7 lunches put it in the fridge So on Thursday when you're tired you don't think, you just take it, you eat it and you move on That's (laughs) that's
1: Yeah exactly, so I make
2: dal rice on Sundays, I don't really What's your
1: food like? What do you eat?
2: So now that I'm back into a routine, um, mornings I get oats and it's not because I think oats is better than dosa if you can be bothered to wake up and make yourself dosa great. I don't. Oats takes 90 seconds. It can be made the night before. All I do is dump it in boiling water and then close the lid on it. So that's what I do. Oats, uh, whey protein because again it's just mix it in water and then some fruit. Um, Lunch is dal, rice and fish because I'm Malu and I love my fish. (laughs) I can't live without it. snack is whatever i get like coconut water anything that's that i don't overthink that and dinner is chapati again that can be made in
1: so A diet as simple as this can be helpful for people
2: yes. see it's you can so the, i'm i'll be lying if i say i don't know why i'm started the diet. i know this can be easily customized if i want more protein then dal rice is already quite high on protein and i can add more chicken stuff like that okay. If I want less fat, I just don't add the ghee at the top. Okay, Oats, again, you can customize it endlessly. These okay. are all extremely flexible things. Okay, You know, fulka, you, I'm making it right now as wheat flour, but at some point, if I decide I want to make it with... I want to add some grains okay. of flaxseed to it, I can. Yeah. I'm not doing it now because it's, I. that's not where I am right now. I'm just right. getting out of an injury but and so I'm starting to...
1: So you have this common diet, but you can replace, like you said, your fulka with different type of uh, flour... Your rice I can make it bread. Or rice bread. with different rice. This this is pretty it's simple. It's really simple. No one really actually thinks about it. Yeah. Yeah, because
2: when you that's what everybody looks at a complicated situation yeah. and thinks of a complicated solution. I yeah. should start quinoa and salads. In, it's nonsense. not if you yeah. can't do it on for you know for the next year every day, it's not going to work because as as sucky as it sounds, <laughs> lifestyle choices, diet, strength training, it's for life. You're never going to get out of it. You're not going to stop the second the wakester goes away. It's not going to go away. I've noticed this personally because when I
1: try to something really complicated, it doesn't last for more than a couple of weeks. What it has you to last your, your lifetime. Yeah. Well?
2: No, you can. So this is... I only make one meal of the day and put a whole bunch of fulkas into my freezer. It doesn't cost me much. Okay, yeah. So the lunch is taken care of. If I absolutely am craving something and it's not just me being lazy and ordering out, I can get something. This is... There's you not so have, much yeah, food that yeah. I have to eat it all at the end of the week. So it's flexible.
1: So So comment on that how important? Discipline.
2: Again, discipline comes with building spending time into build in on building a habit.
1: So Is that necessary more than will and motivation?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm guessing you don't think about brushing your teeth daily. You don't wake up and think, Do oh, I have time for it? So do I have an exam today? Now nah? maybe I'll skip it. You don't think about it anymore. But I'm sure your parents thought about it. When you were younger, they probably dragged you every day and made you do it. Yes. That's as an adult, routine which
1: you find yourself. As
2: an adult, no going to do it for you. You'll have to drag yourself in for a few days till you stop thinking about it.
1: And actually find out what kind of workout routine you suggest. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't say beginners, but people who have been working out for a while now. And uh, what kind of workout do you suggest? Something that you've done earlier. I, I, and I want to really focus this on strength training and find out what strength workouts you know are necessary for everyone to do like weekly. Because I know strength training is really important to do weekly. Not only helps you in building muscle, but also helps you in losing your weight and uh, getting your joints strong, bones strong. So, what do you suggest?
2: So, um, if a, a person who's never strength trained to me comes up and doesn't really have a strength goal, they just want to lose some weight. I put down some strength goals for them anyway. So usually I add some kind of squatting, some kind of deadlifting and some form of pushing and pulling into their their workout. So to make that a little simpler simpler, so a squat doesn't have to be a heavy back squat, okay. and it does not have to be below parallel. Um, okay. Depending on what age you are, I might not get you to squat below parallel. I might get you to squat to a box. Okay. So squatting at its very basic, sitting and getting up from a chair. Everybody needs that because whether you want to get onto a toilet seat or on a chair, you need to be able to squat. Yeah. So how you do it, it's it changes from each person. So if it's, it's a plus plus fifty year old, I won't make her squat with. Weight on her, loaded onto her spine, and I won't make her squat deep. Okay. Same with deadlifts. They're considered bad for the back, but only if you are stupid enough to do it with bad form and pull something off the floor that you shouldn't be pulling. Okay. So, again, there's a lot of ways to to, to kind of scale that up or down. Okay. Um, a beginner who does not know even how to brace their core and protect their spine starts off by just learning to create tension, hold a bar, let it go, come back up. Okay. And there's other versions, you can make it a landmine deadlift to make it simpler You can make it rat pulls, that is make it a lot higher than the floor to yes. make it simpler People who've been working out a bit, they deadlift from the floor, but again there's, there's different yeah. kinds of deadlifts Sumo okay. deadlift, track yeah. bar deadlift, it changes, yeah. so yeah. it really depends on what each person's body allows okay. People with very long legs usually do better with sumo deadlifts Okay. People with short limbs do better with conventional deadlifts okay. It changes, but Everybody should squat, everybody should deadlift, everybody should pull themselves up onto a bar or pull the bar bar down to them But yeah, just push, pull, hinge, squat,
1: move And how how often? Once a week is good enough? Mm, uh,
2: Depends on your age again If you are a competing sports person and you are active, then twice a week is enough Okay If you are a beginner, four times a week to actually start the muscle development and then maybe when you pass four or five months, you can back down to three times a week Okay Below three times a week it's hard to get muscles to develop okay you can maintain muscle you've already built but it's hard to develop okay
1: like what kind of workout do you suggest See, i like having strength training one day functional the other day exactly. I flexibility so i have i have a mix of all these three is it better to do one kind of one kind of training throughout the week or have a mix of all
2: depending on your goal you should spend if you do one day of flexibility, one day of functional training, and one day of strength, between your two strength workouts there's a week's gap. Which okay. means that, you know, you kind of lost the stimulus before you come back in okay. the second time. So, you're not really going to get... You might be able to maintain muscle you already have, but you're not going to build on it. Okay. Um, yeah, so if you if you plan on getting leaner, then it, all your workouts should focus on that, with some time dedicated to other things that you like. So. If you really like your martial arts, um, then maybe out of the one hour you spend half an hour strength training and half an hour doing whatever you like. And then that should be enough. As long as that half an hour is intelligently designed, you should be able to get what you want.
1: Okay, and how long do you, you suggest people to work out?
2: Not I more think, than an hour.
1: Yeah, because people work past out that, half hours and stuff like that.
2: No, past that you start to fatigue things and then you start to move. Yeah. As in you won't know it but you start to compensate for muscles that are tired and
1: then that's when injury happens. At first one hour, you, you people should work out without any distractions or... No talk. No talk, don't rest yeah. much, yeah.
2: Don't, don't check your phone too much. Yeah. Just one solid hour of work, that's all you need.
1: That's all you need, right? I think one thing that is very important is that people uh, do not generally have training in the very beginning. <laughs> so they end up having wrong forms yeah. and they end up messing up their body. So is it important to have a personal trainer for the first 4-5 months?
2: I would say personal trainer. See, there's two ways to do it. If you're planning to work with free weights, like squats and deadlifts, yeah, at least get somebody to check your form and make sure it's done right. Because big movements like this, they have a big payoff. If you do it right, you're going to get a lot of good from it. You do it wrong and there's disc prolapses, there's knee injuries, there's anything that can come from it. There's as much of a risk as there is a payoff. So if you're going to start off with this, yes, get yourself a trainer. But if you're joining a gym and doing machine-based exercises, you don't need a trainer because the machines are designed to take the thought process out of your your exercise. So I you trying to say that we
1: first, the beginner should first start with machines and then slowly get into bodyweight exercises?
2: It depends on the beginner. Yes, machines are much easier. They they seat you or they stabilize you, and the machine will only move one way. So it's much harder to get injured.
1: They get you the right form, so you develop. They force that. you into
2: that. <laughs> yeah. So you can't really do badly on machines so beginner has two choices either get yourself a trainer and learn tougher exercises and spend some time on it or risk-free join a gym do only machine based training and keep yourself injury free till you're ready for for more work
1: can we uh, also can we have a small information on supplements like what kind of supplements would you prefer people use
2: i only um, recommend whey and casein and even casein is optional And creatine, if you're interested in bulking up and you're a hard gainer, that is you're naturally a very skinny person and you're having real trouble gaining muscle and you can tolerate creatine, then maybe that. But um, these are all supplements that have been tested for at least 50 years and whey is a milk product really, so the yellow bit you see on top of curd is whey. All all whey protein is, is that in powder form yeah so food supplements i recommend once in a while if a person's unable to get over a workout or recover from a workout and recovery is really slow i recommend magnesium or zinc okay but and maybe a fish oil to somebody who's not getting as much fish as i do for example so something like that but i don't really venture past food supplements okay. milk protein fish, magnesium, things that are available in a diet but hard to get if you're not super careful about eating your greens and your meat.
1: And what are the few things that trainers tell you and you should stay away from? Because they advise you with a lot of steroids and you never know what they are.
2: Steroids are part of the bodybuilding universe and if you plan to get severely ripped and you don't want to work 10 years for it, then they can help to speed up the process. I don't recommend it because once you get onto steroids, you're pretty much stuck with them for life. Because um, the most commonly uh, used steroid by men is testosterone. Um, you guys already have, not naturally have it, and that's why you're able to build muscle, unlike yeah. women who don't have it and cannot build it. So your body can produce a certain amount. Um, injectable steroids will give you 600 times that, which means that you can bulk up really fast. Yeah. But if you're pumping 600 times that into your body um, every week, your body, sort of to compensate, shuts off its own production of testosterone. And then, when you come off the steroids, you will never be able to keep up that bulk or get that kind of muscle on your own ever. Yes. So, once you get onto it, there's no getting off it. Okay. Unless you don't mind being flabby again. <laughs> you'll never you'll never like yourself without it. I've never seen somebody come off it and you say, ah, oh, done, I'm done with that life. If it doesn't happen that easily.
1: So, do you have an advice to the men out there, like how to build on the testosterone? Naturally.
2: It's very hard to do naturally. Um, some people are deficient in it, in which case, you know, under medical supervision, a doctor might prescribe you testosterone, in which case great. But otherwise, legally injecting yourself with it, as long as you're injecting, there's no trouble to the liver, but it has its side effects. And I'm not a fan. On your own, it will take many years. People take 7 to 10 years to build that kind of muscle on their own. Nobody has a patience for that.
1: What's your say on multivayables? Well, Multivitamins.
2: Um, a, D, E and K are fat soluble with vitamins and your body can't get rid of them that easily um, so you could get vitamin toxicity from it and one of the problems with that is keto as okay. is one of the side effects can be fatal. so other vitamins B, C and all if you need it you can take it or if you think you need it you can take it because it's a water soluble at best or at worst you're producing some very expensive any particular brand that you suggest? Uh, no they're all I mean the ones you get out the pharmacies are best, okay. Like, you don't go to the supplement store, you don't know what they're giving you, but pharmaceutical grade with multivitamins okay. are usually good. Okay. I don't take them personally, but if you need them, you need them, it's not a problem. A, D, E and K, get them supervised by a doctor. Okay.
1: If you're travelling, and uh, if you have two equipments that you can carry with yourself for a workout, what would you carry?
2: Resistance bands and... Uh, you don't need much more than that, but you can get a foam roller along. Yes. I'm thinking of something that's light and easy to carry. You okay. can use the foam roller to make your push ups harder.
1: All that sort okay. Of that sort. What is your go to food, like your superfood, which is if you do not have anything in the fridge, you just go to
2: it
0: and wait hey, okay. for Hey guys, this is Vikram again. I hope you enjoyed this show. A couple of other things before you take off. Number one. For those who want to know more about the tools and tactics of our episode, you could follow us at Tools and Tactics on Facebook or you can subscribe to us on our website. Number two, if you have any suggestions or comments, you can write to us on our Facebook page. Lastly, thank you for listening to our show. I hope you tune in the next time. Enjoy.